Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking out news of the day, my contributor, none other than Sharon Reed, host and commentator. Should be a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, it done happened. Now they are calling for the deportation of black American citizens. And it happens to be against Senator Raphael Warnock. Let's highlight the reality. Okay, put up the picture full mass here. Former governor out of South Carolina, Governor Nikki Haley, a Republican obviously. On Sunday said that Senator Raphael Warnock, Senator out of Georgia, should be deported as she rallied for the Republican Senate nominee, Herschel Dam Walker. Now I got more background to this. The quote goes, legal immigrants are more patriotic than the leftists these days. Haley said at the Hiram Georgia rally, they worked to come into America and they love America. They want the laws followed in America. So the only person we need to make sure we deport is Warnock. Haley, who served as ambassador to the United Nations during the Trump administration and is considered a potential 2024 presidential candidate, has stumped for a number of GOP candidates across the country ahead of the midterm elections. So why is Haley stumping? She's stumping for two reasons. Number one, she's getting paid money. Number two, she is trying to set herself up as a potential contender in the presidential election. But let's look at her statement. She's claiming that somehow Senator Raphael Warnock, who by the way was born in Savannah, Georgia, that Senator Raphael Warnock should be deported. The irony of the statement is that actually her parents are the ones who migrated here from another country. And she is attempting to pit immigrants against a black male citizen. Now let's take it out of the context of him being a United States Senator. We all agree that he is in fact a citizen of the United States. Yes, he happens to be African American, but he is a citizen of the United States. The reason why this dynamic is germane to the reality of her statement is because the entire notion, the genesis of who is a citizen and who is not is rooted in the reality of enslaved Africans in the United States of America. That was the big debate. Did enslaved Africans have any rights of humanity and citizenship? She's taking you back to that argument. Another point, she says this ridiculous thing and the crowd goes wild. Wait a minute, Raphael Warnock agree or disagree with his political ideology is a United States citizen. There's more. After rallies in Georgia and New Hampshire, this was on Sunday. Haley will now travel to Wisconsin and Pennsylvania on Monday. Sunday's rally was part of Walker's bus tour through Georgia during the final stretch of the race. The former football star is running in a tight race against Senator Raphael Warnock, a pastor who assumed office last year after winning a special election. Now for those who may not know Georgia politics very well, he's not just a pastor. 
Senator Warnock is the pastor of Ebenezer. Ebenezer is the church that Dr. King pastored. It still has significant tradition, legacy, etc. And this is a church who gives a damn about fighting against racial injustice and inequality in the United States. The Democratic Senator is slightly ahead of his Republican opponent and one of the most closely watched Senate races in this election cycle. At the rally, Governor Haley said Walker is a good person who has been put through the ringer and has had everything but the kitchen sink thrown at him. No, ma'am, he has thrown everything but the kitchen sink at other people. He's violent, he lies all the time. He actually lies when the truth would do. Damn, man, you were a national phenomenon, big time, Hall of Famer. And you got to lie about college? Who gives a damn? But the fact that his narcissism is so clinical, he is seeking validation from who? Not from black communities. He is seeking validation, not just from white communities. Oh, it's more problematic than that. He is seeking validation from racist, bigoted white communities. That is who he wants approval from. That is the reason he has continued this ridiculous romanticism, romance, we should call it, with Donald Trump and the adverse ideology connected to the talking points that he continues to spew once again. He may be elected to the US Senate. Senator Raphael Warnock holds a slight lead over the Republican rival. In Georgia's most closely watched Senate race, though he's still shy of the majority support he'd need to avoid a runoff election. According to a survey from Emerson College, the poll found Senator Warnock leading Walker 49% to 47% among very likely voters with another 2% undecided. That undecided number is extremely low. Warnock's lead is largely unchanged from September when he held a two point advantage over Walker. Now let me tell you why this is a problem for the Warnock campaign. Warnock has been polling consistently at about 49% since mid September. Herschel Walker is the one who's gaining ground. The number that has decreased are the numbers of undecided. So you go from 7% undecided back in December to most of those individuals who claim to be undecided now breaking for Herschel Walker. That's called trending. Herschel Walker is the one who has been gaining ground in the political polls. Once again, I always submit this, polls are not predictions, they are simple or simply snapshots of how people currently think and feel. But Herschel Walker, all right, Sharon, thoughts on this? So many, uh, Dr. Ritchie, remember when Nikki Haley, we thought had broad shoulders, stood tall yeah. and said the flag must come down. She didn't believe it then, we thought she did for a moment, but she mm -hmm. didn't believe it. And she doesn't believe what she's saying right now. There's no way she believes it, which makes it even worse. Because the only thing worse than racist are people who look like Nikki Haley, people of color who stand with them and bolster them and support them. It sounded like who she was really talking about, and you're right, 
was Herschel Walker. And he didn't just lie about you know, the things that you mentioned. He also lied about giving money to charity. There's nothing he won't lie about. And it's disgusting and she wants us to take the bait. She wants good people to debate who's more American. Well said, and obviously their true ideology has nothing to do with values, has absolutely nothing to do with fiscal responsibility or their previous proclamation via platform of the Republican Party. Their true ideology now, Sharon, is simple, is simple power. They want power. So whatever they have to say or do in order to obtain their power, that is now their new value system. It is power. All right. So we have an exclusive and an update. Remember the video from the beauty school submitted to us at Indisputable. But we now have an update. There's actually more video of someone else using the N word at this establishment. Let me remind you of the story, here it is. Um, There was conversation heard here this morning. And I know some of you already know about it. I've had a phone call from Mo. If you don't hear the whole conversation, don't make assumptions. Kathy was not being a racist. Kathy was stating clearly what happened in her school. And she's upset what's going on in this world. I have no problem saying the word when it's used in in a bad way. Why have we um, eliminated Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn? Because because people need to know history and we've gotten rid of those books in the library. We've got rid of them in the library. It is not an appropriate word to use against somebody, but Kathy was describing something that was going on in her school, in her, in her granddaughter's school. And kids are calling each other this. Somebody made an assumption that she was a racist, and she's not a racist. She was just describing what had happened. And so please be impeccable with the word. All right, you see, I didn't wanna have to do this. But I need to provide for you a proper education. Now, they done told you stop saying the N-word. They said, listen, stop saying the N-word, okay? We don't want you saying it. This is a professional environment, stop saying it. Can't help yourself, can you? All right, let's put up the picture here. Got a story, got a background to expose. Indisputable received a video last week from Academy of Aesthetic Arts, a beauty school in Lacey, Washington. In it, the owner and instructor who posted the video to her Facebook page used the N-word. Here's the owner of the beauty school. Her name is Vina Villanueva and her employee, Kathy Bliss. In the video from January, Villanueva explains why her employee, Kathy Bliss, used the N-word and that it was not wrong. Former student Carly Cravens complained after witnessing Bliss using the N word. She told us at Indisputable what she heard Kathy Bliss saying that morning. Here's the quote The Spanish word for black is the N word anyway. No, it's not, by the way, but that's what she said. She said it was Black Lives Matter fault that the world is so effed up. <laughs> really? Okay. She said if they would stop being so sensitive. The world would be better. Back in my day, 
We used to call them colored. All right, I guess no racism there. Let's continue. Now the current student, we got a current student who says that the school administrators are privately denying the truth of our broadcast. Here's the quote, they are making us put our phones away because we edit videos. That's the claim, they're saying that them saying the N word is an edited video from students and it's personal. Venus started crying and said it was edited video and that it wasn't what it was. She told all the girls that Carly edited it. I have a question here. If you saying the N word is edited in, meaning somehow magically, one of the students has the capability of adapting your voice to match in this edit, and all of a sudden there's an N word. Why are you providing explanation as to why the N word was used? If you did not use the N word, why are you explaining the context of how the word was used? Then think that one out all the way, did you? There's more. Now, Indisputable has received another recording from February, both Villanueva and Bliss apologizing to Carly and the students for making the remarks. Here it is. I just want to say I'm sorry and um, I want to move forward and I do. I truly want everybody to know they are loved and that they. this is a safe space for every human being, um, regardless of sex, color, creed, whatever, um, race, all of that. Um, and you wanted to say something? So I truly apologize, especially to you because you were in the room, Carly. Um, I said that out of fear and anger because this is going on at my granddaughter's school. And that word is being used on a regular basis and it terrifies me. So again, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. I don't want any of you to be offended. I love all of you. I want nothing but your successes. And so I do apologize for my ignorance about not using that word. And believe me, it won't be ever referenced. It won't be anything. I don't use that word. I'm just really, really frightened and upset that this is happening at my granddaughter's junior high. But you did use the word. And then you told the students that it was actually edited and not true, according to one of the students. And then you questioned the truthfulness of my broadcast, big problem, big mistake. Now, let's put up a picture of the exterior of the institution. The person who leaked it after Cravens complained, she was blocked. She was blocked from the school's Instagram page, which she says likely harmed her new business. Another former student, her name is Tamri, said students are afraid to speak out about the administrator's behavior for fear of retaliation. She said attendance costs about $10,000. Many of the attendees are single mothers and the school rarely grants refunds. Now, let me say this, if a student feels as if the environment is hostile and they wanna leave your institution, I promise you, if they contact us and tell me that they did not get their money back, I will foot the legal bill for them to take your ass to court. Now, I guarantee you that. You're gonna stop playing with these single black mothers who are giving you their earnings in order to have a better life. 
an African American manager at the school, Monique Ville. But what Monique saying? She also complained to Villanueva about the use of the racist language. You got somebody in there, she said, hey, this is a problem. In August, she was fired and what she says was an act of retaliation. She was concerned about speaking out because she also works in the same industry. She's a business owner, but she says it's important for people to know the truth. She said, and I quote, when Vina tried to backpedal over things, I was like, look, I don't feel safe coming to this work environment. Another instructor got pushed out too because she tried to stand up to this same woman. If you don't believe in what Vina says, you'd get fired. Kathy Bliss, back to Miss Bliss, the woman who Craven said initially used the N word, did come to the phone when requested, when we requested a comment. She said, and I quote, okay, whether it happened or it didn't happen, and the circumstances of which it did happen was completely blown way out of proportion. Wasn't anybody else's business, but the people that were having a conversation. Well, that's how you feel about it. I simply disagree with you, it's a matter of opinion, I guess. This is a vindictive thing to try to get the school shut down. I will tell you right now, what happened was an innocent mistake on my part. I'm not gonna go into it. I was complaining about what was going on. My daughter's, my granddaughter's middle school, this got all blown way out of proportion. Neither one of us are racist. Uh, Bliss also said the school has retained an attorney. Uh, good for you, you need to retain some sensitivity training classes, diversity multicultural training classes perhaps. And probably look at giving students a refund who would like to go to a less hostile environment for their education. Now I don't like bullies, I think you've been bullying these folks. I'm on this case every day, right? Just know that. Sharon, thoughts here. I suspect you may have to come out of pocket here, Dr. Mm -hmm. Ritchie. And I know you're good for it, but I yeah. do suspect you're gonna have to come out of pocket here because the problem is when when a white woman says that Kathy is not racist, that's where the story <laughs> was supposed to end, okay? It actually means definitely she is, there's something going on, we've heard her own words, Miss Bliss. Just to know that this is what's going on when you have, as you mentioned, single mothers who just are trying to better their lives here. They're attacked verbally. And just to know that Miss Bliss is the one, according to Vina, I think it is, who's using words like she's frightened, she was in fear. BLM is the problem, which is a statement of love. Black Lives Matter. If you just leave it at the statement, right. it's a statement of love. That's, That's right. all it is. You know, I suspect you may even have to go down there to this school because it's about everything else except for this terrorizing language. And that's what the N-word is, particularly the way she used it. Yeah. They have failed to learn a lesson because they have failed to commit themselves to learn a lesson. All right. This is very difficult to watch a child who was neglected by a teacher wets himself, has to explain himself while this happens.
Here it is. You were. And I get he was upset, and I get it. We couldn't get him to calm down, and that's why we had to put him in here and kind of confine him to yeah, one spot. Yeah, hold me lock me down. Because you were hurting yeah, yourself. Yeah, lock me down. No, the old man, when he put me in that room, he hold me and lock me down, Link. Well, I'm only trying to make people out there something. Put my hand between his forehead and his door, but he didn't like that. Nah, you, you was holding me and put me up. Dang. I knew so, you were going to put y'all up and use the bathroom. Wait for it, I don't say. I'm going to let you use the bathroom when your mom comes. Dang. That was within the last three or four minutes. What was it? Hey, I just told you. You never mentioned anything about the bathroom, Joe. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You all missed that. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey. I want to get the whole story from him, but I know he right now, I don't think he's in a state of mind to kind of give us the full thing of what's going on. And then y'all will try to stop him, too. And they just let him go through. And the thing is, Masai, we're not like... Our concern right now is the way, how upset you are and the way you're acting to try to come at the other young man. I get you're upset. I get he did wrong. I 100% understand that. What? you were hurting yourself, babe. You were hurting yourself, Messiah. And we were worried you were going to hurt someone else trying to get away from them. There's more video. Here it is. So... We want to resolve it. All you was lady told me to. And I know you did, but then you wouldn't stop and come in my office. I came in here, I asked you to go in my office, and you went right back out. And you were going down the hall, and he even when we said, So what did the lunch lady tell you to go to the office for? Because she told me when we were fighting, when he was fighting me, she told me to go to the office. Okay, hadn't I ever told y'all y'all would not be a statistic? Okay. Somebody do something to you, let them know. They don't handle it, you know I will, okay? You already know I don't play. I don't care about nobody. No, I told you. Okay, like I said, Miss Brown ain't got to handle it. You find a way to get to the office. You got to pretend like you're sick. You come to the office and you call me. I will come to the school and handle the situation myself. If not, I got a lawyer that can come and handle the situation for both of us, Okay. Don't try to take matters in your own hand, because like I said, you're already a statistic because of the color of what we are, okay? Stop showing them with your true color. Every action don't need a reaction. You got that? Where's book bag and stuff at? It's in the room. Let me call for someone to bring it up. No, it's home from Brown. I can walk down there and get it. This is Jess tough all the way around. Um, so let me first talk about the obvious. He was physically restrained. This is a developing story. We do not have all of the details. We are working on getting those details to you this week. But this was important enough because we did have the video. We had enough context. We can tell you what happened. You clearly see the young man was afraid. He was previously physically restrained as if he was locked up. And then at the end of it, and I know Mama Bear wants him to be tough. But he felt as if he was in trouble and he knew what they did to him was wrong. And he was doing his best 
No child should ever have to be in a situation where they have to explain their humanity to a person who is supposed to take care of them. Never should that happen. How prevalent are these restraints inside of schools every day? Every day in public and private schools across this country, children are restrained, physically held by staff members, pinned to the ground, or bound by medical devices such as straps and handcuffs. Other times, students are kept in seclusion, confined alone in rooms ranging from windowless small supply closets and bathrooms to spaces resembling padded cells. We reported on a story many months ago where a school actually created its own jail cell inside of the school to put students in to these schools to incarcerate them and let them stay in seclusion right there. They created it inside of the school. There's more restraint and seclusion, which are legal in most districts nationwide. Some districts have passed laws prohibiting them. Particularly those with disabilities are in distress, engaging in self-harm or acting in ways that could cause injury to themselves or others. They're supposed to be a last resort in emergencies when other efforts have failed. All right, so Sharon, as I said, this is a developing story. We're getting more information today and tomorrow, and we'll bring that info as it updates. But what are your initial thoughts here? I share your your pain and your tears. As a black mother, I'm proud of him. I wish he was my son. Yeah. He desperately tried to speak up for himself, even in the face of fear, even in the face of what he'd been through. These schools are your first lesson if you're a black boy about incarceration mentally and in this case physically. You will be treated like a criminal over normal childlike behavior. It is so painful. You know I grew up the daughter of a principal and a teacher. I believed in education. I believed in authority. I still do. But I vow I will support my child when it comes to these schools. Doesn't mean she's always gonna be right. But what we saw there, what we do know, Dr. Ritchie, is so heartbreaking and gut-wrenching. That little boy needed a hug yeah. and some empathy, okay? Not police and restraints. Yeah, there you go. We're gonna continue to follow the story, provide updates. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We still have a lot of show left. I'm gonna read some of these amazing comments because they are amazing, all right? Uh, Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, right after Indisputable is Unbossed. Unbossed with Senator Nina, Nina Turner. Always a beautiful program, great topics. Make sure you tune in and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Very simple, Unbossed. All right, make that happen. Uh, Tomorrow we got big things coming. Will Democrats keep power? Will Republicans overtake the House? Possibly. But we got a lineup to keep you informed. Make sure you tune in. November 8th, our election coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. 
You can watch on tyt.com forward slash live, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Samsung TV, Roku, Zumo, Pluto TV, TCL, Fubo TV, and Local Now. We will broadcast live on all of those stations. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Caught his ch in Orientals. I never said that. I told you one. And you told me to lose weight. Yeah, because uh, you you're fat. Oh, okay. Fat. You're going for looks. You're fat. I didn't even know you were Asian. I didn't know you were Asian. I thought you were Oriental. I can't wait. Can't wait to what? When someday, some person smacked you up. Well, we try to move well, as early in the morning. In front of me, then. Don't. Okay, then we know your guy schedule, so yeah, there's gonna be a guy. Do it again. We're, there's not gonna be a issue. God, you do it again. I'll head off. Work in front of me on purpose. Please. I'm so tired. But you know what? I don't care what you're tired of. Grow Stop. up. Stop. Grow up. Stop. Must be nice Stop. to have all that privilege. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, what's what's it nice to have white privilege, white male Please. privilege? Oriental privilege. Stop, stop, stop. I need you to stop. I need you to stop. Matt, he's, Oriental where the hell is on? Where the hell is on? I bet you're actually 45 and you look and you look 75. Enjoy the cigarettes. Enjoy the Bud Light. Oh, he's doing something stronger than cigarettes and Bud Light. I can guarantee yeah. you that. Imagine being so hateful and racist that you move into a community. That's 97% of what you are racist against, I kid you not. According to the poster, the new neighbor who is very foul, disrespectful and racist, lives in a community, an apartment complex that is 97% Asian, 97% Asian. I will keep that picture up, let me read the quote. It says, new neighbor said very foul, disrespectful and racist things to my mother over a parking spot. Our first ever interaction with this person three days into the neighborhood in a 97% Asian populated apartment complex. He is claiming that we parked in front of him on purpose to make him late for work. Continues to call me slurs and threaten me the ignorance. Hashtag stop AAPI hate, all right? And I join with my brothers and sisters who part the Asian community and Pacific Islander. It is insane to imagine having this level of hatred in your heart. And it's also insane to wake up to it and they have to do that. So for those who are champions of progress and tolerance and even celebrating the cultural differences, the racial differences, I salute you for individuals like him. Keep the videos coming because we got to expose them. Remember, what do we do here? We provide a mirror. This is a societal mirror to provide what? Reflection and correction when necessary. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. Well, my my, my initial thought is uh, zeroing in on, well, where does he work? Said something about being late for work. Uh, the account was, I'd like to know where he does work, if you know what I mean. I really would because the gentleman, and I use the word loosely in that clip, could care less about who lives there. Yeah. He owns everything and everything is his. 
Mm. And you're gonna do it his way, okay? That's what he's about. And by the way, his first lesson might be one in vocabulary because Oriental refers to things, as you know, Dr. Richie, not people. Right, not exactly, people. exactly. Uh, but it shows his ignorance. Typically, um, racist people are ignorant people. Um, so they go hand in glove. All right, I'll be damned. There's a man who's legally blind. The police decide to arrest him for absolutely nothing but ego. Here it is. Yeah, I am actually. What's your name and date of birth? I don't have to give that unless yes, I'm sir. Good. I was investigating. You have reasonable. Do you want me to put suspicion? you in handcuffs right now? Yes, sir, I do. What is your suspicion? It looks like you're carrying a gun in your back pocket. I'm stopping to make sure you're carrying it properly. You well, don't have, have you to... ensured that it's not a firearm? No, you keep turning so I can't see it. You don't have to be a d to me. Well, you're being one to me. No, sir, I'm have doing my job. Day. Am I detained? Yeah, you are. What's your name and date of birth? It does not matter. Yes, sir, it does. Do you have a crime? Would you like me Call to your put supervisor, you in here? He's please. right here. All right. Don't, you don't. Sir, what's the stop for? For a walking stick. So, and it could look like a weapon. She asked you to really? present it, okay? Well, now she's asking me for ID. I don't need the ID unless a reasonable, articulated suspicion that I have committed a crime and committing a crime and or about to do a crime. Sir, and her suspicion was that you were armed, okay? And she's asking for your ID. I have more video. My criminal procedure professor in law school, who happens to be a former police officer, would completely flip over this interaction because he actually stands up for justice. The individual who was targeted was correct. Not only do you need to have a reasonable suspicion I'm committing a crime, you have to be able to articulate it properly. You couldn't do it. You know, it's not a crime even if you thought he was armed. It's constitutional to bear arms, is it not? That means it is extra legal to do. That is not a suspicion of a crime. Once he showed you he has no weapon, which by the way, having a weapon is not illegal. He showed you he has a walking stick. Once again, proof, evidence. No crime has been committed. But why did they continue the interaction? Ego, egotistical maniacs is what many of them are. Here's the second video. Okay. You know, he was actually coming from jury duty. He was coming from jury duty. These are Florida cops who decided to engage this man in this manner. And watch how cold they are after they have flipped this man's life upside down. He is being compliant. He's not resisting arrest. I damn sure would have. You're locking me up for walking. Here's what happened next. My property up, please. I sure will. After you have a seat. You want to pull this out of my back pocket? Sure. Here, I'll grab your jacket for you, too.
you don't have the heart to be a cop. You know, when you're certified as an officer, you know what it says on the document? It doesn't say police officer. It doesn't say law enforcement. It says peace officer. You don't know the meaning of the word. Peace officer. You are in an office of peace, but you bring chaos. You are designated as a certified peace bringer, but in culture, you bring madness. Florida cops harass and detain. This is according to democraticunderground.com. Harass and detain a legally blind man walking home from jury duty, no probable cause. They say his walking stick looks like a gun, it doesn't. They then immediately arrest him for resisting arrest when he asks for their badge numbers. This seems like an obvious Fourth Amendment violation to me, and it is. This just happened in Columbia County, Florida. The cops haven't yet dropped the charges, Mr. Hodges is his name. He may need legal assistance according to Democratic Underground, there's more. There are reports that this poor man, according to Democratic Underground, could not take his meds for the duration of his jail stay. That the stress of the arrest have caused his seizures to come back. This is really terrible and it was entirely avoidable. Put up the picture, put up the screenshot that we have. Mr. Hodges, I've looked at the charging document, the docket that they have you on currently. I do hope by the time of this broadcast, you've been able to post bond and be released. So I'm gonna be a little light this Christmas, but to you, sir, I'm offering also to pay for your legal bills as you fight the charges and hopefully you sue them for what they've done. This is, in my humble opinion, a straight and direct Fourth Amendment violation. Sharon, thoughts here. Does that include kidnapping? Because I feel mm. like he was kidnapped. I feel like he was kidnapped. But protect and serve, this is chaos. This is a police state and they enjoyed it. it she was wrong from the jump. Yeah. You would think when the sergeant, he said, get the sergeant here. The sergeant shows up, he knows it's wrong. They both know it's wrong. But let me co-sign because this uniform that we share, it's thicker than blood, it's thicker than race, it's thicker than anything. Let me co-sign and take a blind, take a blind man to jail. This is disgusting. Yeah. This is who you want to protect and serve. I want to remind everyone, it's insane. I want to remind everyone of the interview we did with the former mayor of Ithaca, New York. And he talked about creating a screening process when he was mayor that gave every want to be cop, anybody that wanted to be a police officer, they had to do a psychological evaluation coupled with a lie detector test. What they found is that 75% of the people that passed boot camp could not pass that test. And they were able to say no to 75% of the applicants. Guess what, out of the 25% that made it, not one of them gave this city an issue, not one. They screened them properly in the beginning and gave the city a better cop. We got more on the other side is indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, okay, we have a lot of show left. Let me remind everyone, fair elections, safe elections, elections free of intimidation. 
That is something that all of us, regardless of political ideology, should say yes to. I want you to join something. The Carter Center's candidate principles for trusted elections. I'm a member, would love for you to be a member as well. If you're worried about the health of our democracy, there's a simple way you can take action now. The candidate principles for trusted elections are five democratic ideals that all candidates should support. Things like respecting the right to vote without intimidation, denouncing threats to election workers, and accepting certified election outcomes. Thousands of citizens across the country and across the political spectrum have already signed. They are demanding that candidates do the same. When you add your voice, you'll join a network that defends democracy. Right now, go online, principledcandidates.org, principledcandidates.org. I would love for you to sign up today. Let me read some of these amazing comments. We got a lot of them, but I'm a little pressed for time. All right, imploded brain, he says, oh, to have the confidence of a less than mediocre white man. <laughs> okay, something that has never been done in indisputable history. Mm-hmm. I will now become the co-host of my show and yeah. go to Sharon Reed <laughs> to present. Well, this is an update, Dr. Richie, and it's one we've been waiting on out of Love, Joy, Georgia, which was anything but. For a pregnant black woman, not loving, not joyful. Remember Sergeant Johnny Baker, this is the footage of him. Sergeant Baker now suspended from the force after allegedly, he was caught on video, punching the vehicle of this pregnant black woman. I wanna remind you just how violent, just how violent this was. You just punched my car. Why did you just punch my car, sir? Ma'am, driver's license, please. You just punched my car. Why did you just punch my car? And why do you? And why? Okay, I'll get you the driver's license. Why did you just punch my car? My car was recording. Why were you? Okay, I am getting my license. Why did you just, Sergeant Baker? Driver's license. Let me see your. Let me see your. Driver's license. Let me see your. Your driver's license. Don't don't put your hand in my car. Driver's license now. Don't put your hand in my car. Driver's license now. One second. You wait. Driver's license now. Driver's license. So can you tell me why you Driver's license. Driver's license. Driver's license. Driver's license. Driver's license. Driver's license. I am giving you my license. Driver's license. Driver's license. Driver's license. Please. I asked him. Ma'am, please. Can you give me your driver's license? I already made a complaint. Ma'am, can you give me your driver's license? Ma'am, can you give me your driver's license? Ma'am, can you give me your driver's license? One second, sir. Ma'am, can you give me your driver's license? One second. Ma'am, can you give me your driver's license? One second. Ma'am, and he's being very outright. He went past. He went past and he hit. Ma'am, can you give me your driver's license? Ma'am, driver's license. He went past and hit my car. Why did you go past? Driver's license. When I find it, driver's license. You have to wait till I find it. Yeah, so this is a desperate situation. Sergeant Baker desperately needs her information. What did she do? Did she rob a bank? Shoot at police? She's accused of blowing through a stop sign. And because he has a gun, because he has a badge and a temper, wait, there's more. This is what happened next. Break you, the window. Okay, I'm about to well, break, break the window. my window, sir. Driver's license. Sir, break Driver's my window. Driver's license. Break the Driver's window, sir. 
License break, now! Break the window, sir. Driver's license. Sir, break my window, please. Driver's license. Now. You got three seconds. You got three seconds. Yes. Three seconds for your driver's and license. And I'm sitting here. One. And this is the same Two. sergeant I made a complaint on. Driver's license. And uh, I'm sitting here pregnant. And I'm sitting here pregnant. He's busting. You don't, you don't have to bust my window. Thank I'll you give you my license when I get it. You are recording this? I will give you my license when I get it. I will give you my license when I get it. Two. Driver's license now. So he's starting to hit it. License now. He's starting to hit my car. Uh. Yes. Come on, come back, back. This is the same one I made a complaint on. Yes, and he's and uh, this is the one I have the lawsuit on. So I went past and he hit my car. And this young man right here was on duty as well. Sir, sir, can you tell me your name? Driver's license. It's on the ground. Driver's license. Hit my, bust this window. Bust this window. Bust it if you want to. There it is. Pregnant woman. She's talking about a motive. She's talking about a lawsuit. And Sergeant Baker is undeterred. He's now suspended from the Lovejoy Georgia Police Department. Let's say a little bit more, remind you, Atlanta Uncensored, shortly after they released this video, he was identified, Sergeant Baker was. Social media got after him. According to a witness, he was in a rage of anger as he approached this citizen. Again, she says more in the video that we can hear, something about a lawsuit, something about another motive. She had a complaint on Sergeant Baker. We're gonna call her Jane Doe because she does not wish to be identified further. She says, that the Lovejoy uh, police officer just attacked her, targeted her. The police chief, Michael Gaddis, suspended Sergeant Baker and placed him on administrative leave pending an internal investigation. Let's give you the press release, tell you a little bit more about what the department is doing here. October 28th, they released this statement, Lovejoy police. Video that was circulating regarding an incident that took place on October 27th, really just one day later. They're on it. The video shows portions of an interaction, the chief says, between one of our officers and a citizen during a traffic stop. Since reviewing the video, Chief Gaddis has launched an internal investigation and placed the employee on administrative leave. He's been suspended pending the outcome of this investigation. Let's give you a screenshot of, well, a courageous woman, a witness, a community leader. There she is, Alita Roundtree is her name on the left there. The victim, Jane Doe, you can see is distraught here, upset, uh, wouldn't you be? And remember, she's pregnant, any pregnant woman knows, I've been pregnant. Can you imagine going through this kind of terrorism? That's what it was. The victim, Jane Doe, on the right there, again, doesn't even wanna give her real name, doesn't wanna say any more about it publicly, she is that afraid. But Miss Roundtree urged the community, you got to support this woman. You have to support her and speak out against this violent behavior in leadership. Uh, she has a Facebook post that explains Miss Doe was arrested, if you can believe it, after all that. Later released from the Clayton County Jail for failure to stop at a stop sign. She was getting her license together. Also charged with obstructing an officer, failure to obey a person directing traffic. Ms. Doe 
was able to reach Ms. Roundtree through someone who had seen the video of the incident. Jane Doe has a history with this sergeant. That's what she was alluding to in the footage. Dr. Ritchie believes this is retaliation and harassment. Again, serving and protecting gun, badge, and a temper. What say you? It's insane. Uh, it's ridiculous and it was criminal in his approach. And I know some people are going to push back and say, well, she should have just complied. I want to remind everyone um, of the damage he did to her car. Let's put up the picture of the actual damage he did to the vehicle. Now remember when she said, why did you punch my car? Look at this, who in the hell is going to comply with a man who's yelling has a gun? You have a history and an adverse history with him. And he walked up to your car and did this damage unprovoked. The car did nothing to him. Who is going to comply with that? Nobody, okay? In my opinion, she would have been well within her rights to drive off after he did that. This person is out of control completely. Obviously, the police chief Sharon agreed with that. That's why they went ahead and said, you gotta go. You will not be operating as an officer while we investigate. They have levels, as you know, Sharon. They can put you on different assignments. They can do another duty exchange. They said you have to sit your ass down because they believed, likely as she believed, this was a retaliation. But here's another dynamic. Obviously, he damaged her property, okay? Why is he not arrested? She got arrested, right? Why did you not cheat? Why did you not put him in handcuffs? Remember, law enforcement should be held to a higher standard of accountability, not a lower one. They are literally the only profession that gets away with this. If you are a medical doctor, you're held to a higher standard of care. If you are a psychiatrist or psychologist, you're held to a higher standard of accountability. If you're a college professor, you are held to a higher standard of accountability. But when you are a police officer, the pyramid turns upside down for you. You are now held to a lower standard of responsibility. You can commit criminal activity and still be free. All right, okay, that's what I think about it, Sharon. <laughs> I couldn't agree more and I'm just adding up the offenses for this police officer, this sergeant on administrative leave, obstruction. As he continued to yell, license, like he was really trying to obstruct her phone call as she was calling in a complaint yeah, on him right. and asking for help. Mothers protect their children and it starts even before they're outside the womb. So yes, she had every right to drive off. Who knows what he would have done? Obstruction, you know, damaging her property. Um, it looked like, and I'm, you're the one in law school, but it looked like it rose to a felony level, his violence, his aggression. Yeah. You know what, it could be. Remember the Georgia law is any damage assessed over $250 to repair is a felony. So this could very well be a felony. I guarantee if I would hit that car, I would have a felony charge, okay? He should too. He's a cop, he should be held once again, higher standard of accountability. Suburban Detroit man is suing a police department in Michigan in Detroit for $1 million for being arrested without probable cause and for the officers using excessive force. So this is David Hurley, who is 59 years old. He said Farmington Hills police officers crushed his back, smashed his face to the ground and jammed a knee into his neck while he stood in his yard inspecting his property. 
he had not committed a crime. So here's a little bit of background on that arrest from the Atlanta Black Star. A woman called 911 in October of 2020 to report that her partner had stolen her cell phone and wallet after a physical assault. The caller described the suspect as a 21 year old man driving a brown 2000 Oldsmobile. The dispatcher did not ask for a description of the man or the clothes he was wearing according to the federal complaint filed on October 10th. Uh, this is Farmington Hills police officer Anthony Bateman. He responded to the call and said that he followed the Oldsmobile on foot. Hurley was in his Farmington Hills home when he saw another black man run through his yard. He went outside to figure out why the man was there, the lawsuit says. However, Bateman spotted Hurley and ordered him not to move, get on his knees and on the ground. The officer accosted Hurley with his gun drawn, court documents show. Hurley told Bateman his name and identified himself as the owner of the house. Dispatchers said the suspect's name was Stewart. Still, the lawsuit alleges that Bateman ignored the man and applied more restraints by stepping on Hurley's back. I couldn't breathe and express that to the officers, Hurley said at a press conference on Tuesday. I can't breathe, it breathe, it's killing me. And before I knew there was, I could see how maybe 10, 15, 20 more officers all just piling on me. Court documents show Hurley was placed in police custody about for about three minutes when the 911 dispatcher called back the woman to ask for the suspect's description. The caller then said the man was wearing a black trench coat and gray sweatpants and red shoes. Hurley, who was at home with his family during the alleged assault, was wearing pajamas, he said. Bateman reportedly said that the man in custody was not wearing a trench coat, but did not let Hurley go. He was released only after another officer realized the mistake. So Farmington Hills Police Chief Jeff King told Fox 2 that the officers acted appropriately and they will vigorously defend the lawsuit in court. We reported about King's department earlier this summer when they were caught using only black targets in their firing range. So you can imagine what kind of guys these were. Now all of them were piling on Hurley when the officer or sorry, the suspect had ran through his yard and got away. So 10, 15, 20 officers piling on this one black man who witnessed the person run through their yard. I mean, it's just disgusting. And thankfully he's suing for a million dollars. I think, you know, for what he went through, defunding the police is only going to happen by the police, it seems these days, by them continually doing stuff like this repeatedly. Jackson, what do you make of this? Well, I think it goes to show, um, you know, how often people just connect black bad, colored bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's really not much time for it to analyze anything. Um, and also, um, you know, you really can just clearly see often, not necessarily just from this case, but how often police officers don't want to back off because they just don't want to suffer the embarrassment of being wrong. Um, so they'll just triple and quadruple down. So I think that's what the this story shows the most. Yeah, exactly right. Justice for David Hurley, we're with you, solidarity. Okay, um, got a question for you. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face, it's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen.
What in the Kentucky Fried Crack Rock is going on here? Let's rewind. It all starts with this couple. Let's call them Luann and Buck, who decide to use a stolen credit card to buy a can of pop. But the store owner is suspicious and calls the fuss. When the cops arrive, Buck says this pop and Luann, too, pushes her into the cop and tries to make a run for it. But the cops are hot on this trail, and facing down a barrel, Buck decides to pick up a pack of sunflower seeds. Yeah, yeah, good job, Buck. Good job. What were you going to do with that? In all the commotion, Luann makes a break for the back, and she has the bright idea to crawl through the vents. Like this is some kind of Mission Impossible diamond heist or something. And just as police are corralling Buck, the heavens open up, and here comes Luann, failing again in life. And then she finally decides that it might be time to give up the jig. <laughs> oh, man, that was too funny. Okay. The man pushed his lady into the cops and made a run for it. Sir. All right. Let's put up the graphic here. Uh, <laughs> they're calling them Buck and Luann. We don't know. We don't know this know. is there. <laughs> but man, um, I don't know what you all were trying to do, but I highly recommend that you get a different day job, both of you. Sharon, thoughts here. I thought they maybe went in there to get some brown papers to roll up whatever they <laughs> wanted to roll up, not white paper. You understand? Anybody, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. And we do know their names, okay? You know exactly that is the name. You understand? That's the real name. <laughs> Chivalrous until the day is long. If he didn't just push her away, I really, what do you expect me to say about these people? I, okay, listen, they're giving us enjoyment just to the, But I will say this I will get serious. One thing, Dr. Ritchie, if that were you or I, we wouldn't be alive to pick up a pack of sunflower mm. seeds or crawl through the vents after that officer went with his backside into the aisle. Would yeah. not even be here, okay? Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Absolutely correct. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. So this happened, here it is. I hope, could you stop please? No. I got the song. Hmm. Calling her the N word, calling her the B word, physically assaulting, physical uh, physical attacks are happening. There's more video. Here it is. So last night I was at work. And I'm a desk clerk here at the University of Kentucky. And there was a girl, she came in drunk. And when she came in drunk, she was looking at the elevator 
um, and she was like stumbling and she started talking to the elevator. She was like, I'm gonna effing um, end you. Basically, like, I'm gonna end you, like, off you. Yeah. And so basically, what happened was I stuck my head out the window. I was like, Are you okay? Um, like, what's going on? And that's when the N word, the B word, those racial slurs and things started coming out. So I was like, Okay, let me call the RA. So I called the RA down, but the RA took a minute. And so in between the time of the RA getting down, the girl has called me the N-word. And um, this girl, she walked in about a, 1 o'clock, maybe one like 1 o'clock, one fifteen, somewhere in between that time. Um, she did not look like a resident, so I did not open the door. But when she came in, she stumbled across the front desk over to the elevator and she started talking to the elevator. Um, it is a part of our job that if we see a student that's like very drunk, we are to call um, an RA to help for them to be able to write up a report or really just to make sure the student gets to where they need to be um, safely. Let me first commend the young lady who had to face that insanity. And she kept her cool. I commend you, sister, for your actions and the way you handled that professionally. Obviously, the power of Black Jesus is working in your life. Let's put up a picture of the thug, criminal Sophia Rosing, was booked at the Fayette County Detention Center around 3:50 a.m. on Sunday morning. Her charges include alcohol intoxication in a public place, disorderly conduct fourth degree assault and third degree assault of a police officer. Her bond was set at $10,000, which means through a bond company she gets out for about 950, 1000. Background on Ms. Rosing here, according to her LinkedIn page, she was working at a Dillard's campus as a Dillard's campus influencer. She was hired through a program run by College Fashionista and their parent company, her campus media. Her campus media told WKYT that Sophia Rosing was removed from the program. Dillis also issued a statement saying, and I quote, Dillis does not condone this behavior. Her relationship with Dillard's has been terminated immediately. There it is. All right, sharing thoughts here. They shouldn't let her in the store anymore either. Not just get rid of her influencer. I mean, all new meaning to the term Kentucky Wildcat, okay, the way mm. she was behaving there. And you mean to tell me this beautiful human being who first checks on this woman who seems unwell or confused, then is poised, assaulted, does it with a smile, still shows incredible restraint. And I think you said the charges were for, for what she did to a police officer. Yeah, that's one of the charges, and she does have a fourth degree assault charge, but it is a minor, a very minor not charge, enough. and right, not enough at all for what that person did to this young college student. All right, Sharon, always a pleasure having you on the show. How can pleasure people follow so you? Mine. Check out your great work. Sharon Reed Live, uh, all platforms. Um, I don't know if I'll be have the blue check soon. If Elon Musk gets his way, but because uh -oh. I'm not going, I'm not going to pay the eight dollars, Dr. Right. Richie. But you can find me across all platforms, Sharon Reed Live. Beautiful stuff, always a pleasure. Okay, appreciate you. We got the bullpen next. Stick and stay.
All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me read a few of these amazing comments. I'm pressed for time, cannot read them all. Lynn, another accidentally being racist while drunk incident. There you go. Mickey C. the Silverhead Dragon says, I love it when Doc laughs, hard enough to try to hide it. LOL, that little bit of silliness that shows he's human. There you go. I am. All right, it's a lot going on in these streets. And let's go to, I think, Nay Jelly. But she's gonna say that because she's white, she was discriminated against, not because she was drunk and racist. Probably so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Mr. Jared Taylor, editor of American Renaissance and well-known racist. Sir, good day, welcome to the show. I wish you would not call me a racist, but okay. I am can I, can I read? Can I read one of your comments? Read as many as you like. All right, so one of your comments, you said, Africa is in our midst. Lessons from Katrina, the barbaric behavior of the city's black population after the hurricane revealed a key truth. Blacks and whites are different. When blacks are left entirely to their own devices, Western civilization, any kind of civilization disappears. You don't think that's a racist statement? That is an observation of what happened in Katrina. And I think it applies equally to those circumstances in which blacks in fact are left entirely to their own devices. In sub-Saharan Africa, before either Arabs or whites showed up, there was no written language. There were no calendars, no mechanical devices, no two-story buildings. And so I think without a written language and a calendar, it's hard to have a civilization. You know, it's really interesting. Who built the pyramid, sir? Did <laughs> I white said people? Sub, no, I'm asking. Did white people build I said the pyramid? Sub, so I'm talking about sub-Saharan Africa. Mm-hmm. If you are not aware of where the pyramids are, they are north of the Sahara. But I'm asking, do you believe white people built the pyramids? My question is quite no, simple. Egyptians built the pyramids. All right, were they white? They were actually people like, uh, more like the people who are Copts. Copts are considered a Caucasian civilization. But they are, so Caucasians built the pyramids. I do not consider them whites myself. They're okay. kind of a Middle Eastern, North African group. Let me highlight something that I think is worth mentioning. You Please. believe that IQ, which is intellectual quotient, judged by various parameters. You believe that IQ is a genetic dynamic and not atmospheric. Is that basically what you believe? Atmospheric? No, I don't think it changes with the weather. I think that individual IQ is largely heritable. Okay, so let me me go ahead and clarify something. Atmospheric, I'm a social scientist. Atmospheric (laughs) means societal construct, that's what it means. So there are two schools of thought as it relates to IQ tests. One is a fluid model and the other one is more stoic. So when I say atmospheric, the question, which obviously you did not know, the question is, do you believe that societal construct has a bearing on the expression of IQ? So that's my question. Of course, of course, it society does. society has an effect on practically everything. So society, society impacts your IQ. It can impact your IQ if okay. you are severely deprived as a child, malnourished, etc. But for the most part, hold what, on. What scientist if, came up with severely? I beg your pardon. What, what study are you citing? 
that says it only applies in severe situations? Well, uh, if you take people from middle class environments, no, people no, who are not deprived, study. if you're not deprived, let, let me finish. If you take, for example, identical twins who are separated at birth and given up for adoption and reared in totally different households, you will find that their adolescent and adult IQs are almost identical. It's almost like two persons taking the test back to back. So there is an effect of environment and the environment can have an effect, especially on younger children. But by the time people reach adolescence, they have more or less established their intellectual environment and their IQ will be very close to what one would predict from a genetic point of view. But what? environment is not zero. No one, yeah. no one who is seriously a student of any of these things would say the environment has no effect. You know, it's interesting because I teach my college students that people in the construct of societal norms, we are made up of three E's, experiences, exposures, and environments. And those three E's really shape who we are. Now remember the IQ test itself, I actually question the legitimacy of any IQ exam. And of IQ test, do. of course I do, right? Because IQ <laughs> tests question yes. the validity of other IQ tests. You right now have about 18 different operational IQ tests that are giving out by psychologists. These psychologists question the validity of the 17 other. IQ tests that no, are established, so even inside, sir, even inside of the established industry, there are multiple ways to determine intellectual quotient. The issue is yes, there are. It, do, it does not determine factors that actually carry you through life, such as creativity and no. your emotional quotient. These tests, and in your case, in your them. case, your three E's completely ignore genetics. So you think genetics have no impact whatsoever on someone's intelligence, personality, willingness to defer gratification, any of those things? You think it has no effect? Is that really what your position, believe, Dr. Ritchie? Well, let me give you the full answer. What I believe right. is that we're all different. I don't believe a test created by the dominant culture in the early 1900s for themselves <laughs> should be a test granted as if this is how people will eventually succeed. And let me give you a let me give you one actual study that you can look at and review when you get a moment. There was a study done by school teachers and a college that said we're going to randomly choose students who are not gifted. And when we choose these students who are not gifted, we're going to tell them that they are. We're going to say that you were chosen because of your high IQ. Out of that, 82% of those students demonstrated higher achievement and 22% of those students demonstrated an IQ increase of over 20 points, proving that environment can overcome whatever they thought was happening with them genetically. And all of these tests have proven over and over again that IQ over has very little bearing. Whatever test you want to give that's standardized, IQ has very little bearing on your ability to emotionally connect with others and survive and thrive in this world. Atmosphere has much more bearing on that. If it were so easy, why mm -hmm. isn't it done 
every day in every school in America if it were that easy. And now, clearly when you say it is not. Easy, now hold on, hold on, let to? me reply, let me reply to your points. Mm-hmm. Do you really think IQs given today are the same ones that were given in the early 20th century? No, wrong. Furthermore, you say they were developed by the dominant culture. You That's said they were I developed said. by the dominant culture. If whites were developing a test to hold everyone else down, why is it that East Asians outscore whites on IQ tests consistently. You know, it's really interesting you bring that up. So the top five countries, I'm gonna respond to a certain way I choose to. The top five countries, as far as IQ examinations are concerned, are actually Asian nations. And it's it's ironic that typically white supremacists like yourself, you don't bring that up. But the test itself. for well, hold on, wait a minute. I'm, I'm finishing. Yeah, I know, sir. You're probably shocked at this information I'm about to drop to you. Those tests, those tests are actually yes. correlated to a fix to the culture of the Asian experience. They're not given the same test based on the norming of the scale of the test. Did you realize that or not? They are, are given. They are given exactly. They are given exactly the same Raven's progressive matrices. That is not Furthermore, sir, sir, that is Asian, not true. Asian Americans, Asians in the United States are given exactly the same we're tests not, we're as not, white people, sir, and they score higher than whites. Okay, hmm? let me respond to that. I'm talking about the top five countries based on IQ exams or IQ tests given inside of those countries by their psychologists. They are given to that community by that culture. My overall point to you, my overall message to you, and I gotta be quick cuz it gives me the wrap up sign. The overall point is, you believe that IQ is the determining factor in the person's ability to succeed. However, no, IQ- of course not. So it's not. Of course not. There so, are many so why, things. Why do you care, why do you care so much about IQ then? Why do you? Have these Look, quotes I about care, black people not care, being smart. I care about many things, determination, okay. agreeableness, the mm-hmm. ability to defer gratification. All of these things matter. But to insist that the only reason why blacks and Hispanics do not do as well as whites in the United States is because of racism. To exclude no, I, any I differences say, in abilities. Uh, now, hold on, let me finish. No, I don't and to exclude that, any differences is completely and utterly unfair. Hold on, first of all, you're on my show, sir. Okay, I did not make fine. that comment, nor did I say that statement. The reality I, is there are multiplicity of factors. Racism is a part of it. Would you not agree? Racism you not now agree? in the United States have plays a very small role in racial differences in achievement. Okay, let's do this. Very I'm, giving, I'm giving a wrap up sign, but I challenge you to a full 30 minute debate about this live. You ready for fine. it? You ready we'll, for it? We'll, we'll, be, we'll do it All anytime right. you like, sir. Right. What's your IQ, sir? My IQ, I do not know. What's yours? Higher than yours. Have a good day. <laughs> How do you know? All right. How do you know? Higher than yours, sir. <laughs> Just make sure you show up when I put this invite out for you, all right? Well, okay. I'll show up whenever you say, Dr. Richie. I sure appreciate that. Thank you. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.